When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Yeah. Yes. Brand new After 9 coming at you right down the pipe. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) I like the enthusiasm. Keep it up. Yeah. Well, it's a fairly clear day for the first time in a while. We've just been getting kicked in the dick nonstop for like a week and a half now when it comes to the weather. It got a little warm and then they pulled the rug out from underneath us and then it was snowing yesterday. It's going to snow overnight tonight. I mean, May is like just over a week away, right? I'm not crazy. No, you're not crazy. Well, I mean, this has happened before. It's not that this hasn't happened before. It's just that it sucks 10 times more when this has never happened before. When you're in the middle of a pandemic and the only options for you to get some fresh air, you know, is a nice walk or uh, in the backyard for a bit. That is a godsend, especially if you have little kids. Let me tell you right now, a godsend. And when you don't have the ability to do that for long periods of time, at least, because there's still people who are going out. It's fine to do that. But bundling up sucks. Who wants to do it? Nobody. No. Nobody. Nobody. It's time to set the tatas free, right? Like, we're almost into that bikini weather kind of stuff, and I feel like there's this pent-up frustration to start getting some vitamin D on you. hmm It's time to get warm again. And not in, like, a fucking hot tub or something. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about what's going on here. Um, Oh, there was a situation yesterday, and it happened in my neck of the woods, Milton, Ontario. (laughs) How the hell did this happen? They say it was a clerical error by corrections staff that sent a dangerous offender out into the streets. They just let him walk out the front door. Police say he was considered dangerous, serving 17 months for theft, B&E, assaulting a cop, and more. So, when clerical they find- error is such an understated thing in this scenario. Clerical error is like when you accidentally put the wrong year on a birth date. Oh, sorry. You let someone free. I mean, I really don't understand how this happened. Clerical error or not. They thought he was in Kitchener. So, they figure this guy made it about half an hour away by car. By the time anybody realized, they let the wrong fucker go. What? Tell me this can't actually happen. This is like a, a a comedy sketch on Saturday Night Live. And how does this guy feel that got released from jail? Because he's just sitting there. He's serving 17 months. He had no reason to think that Tuesday, April 21st was going to be release day. He's just sitting there in jail and then they come and clink, clink, clink. Mm-hmm. All right, you get your stuff. You're going home. This guy probably thought he won the lottery. <laughs> And you know what? I really, I insist, I demand, I'm going to phone Chief Tanner, the chief of police in Halton region, who's an excellent guy, by the way, great chief. I'm going to phone him today and I'm going to demand that they make a movie about this. My only requirement for this movie is that Dave Chappelle play the guy who got released because that'll be hilarious. Who, who's the person that, that'd be, uh, by the way, I, I'd see that. I see that. see that. Absolutely. Who's the person though? 
Who, what, who's the person sitting around right now in Milton is feeling like a real asshole because they made a clerical error? <laughs> yeah. What was that meeting like? Guys, uh, we're going to have a staff meeting and we, we'd like you all to assemble on uh, Skype or on Zoom. And we need to talk about an incident that happened in the office today. Like, is it as simple as, okay, guys, need you to pay a little more attention when you're entering data into the computers? Or is it like a, what in the actual yeah. fuck did you do? I think it's a what in the actual fuck did you do because they're not looking so hot right now at all. Um, while we're talking about this, uh, it was, what was it, Friday's podcast? We were talking a little bit about the prison system and how they did let somebody go um, who has a compromised immune system. I believe that was the case, right? The prisoner? Yeah, they figure it was uh, not fair to leave this person rotting in jail when they could catch COVID-19. Right. So I did end up speaking with my brother-in-law, who is a prison guard in uh, another province, but he was telling me that at this point, he was surprised to hear it, but he's telling me at this point, they would never do that with a dangerous offender. That is the last thing they would do. It is obviously somebody who clearly has no record of being a danger to public safety. That's what he's telling me. And yes, they've had those conversations in the prison system, whereas if this becomes an issue, um, not the maximum securities, but if it becomes a real issue, what are they going to do? Possibly people who are going to be out anyway in the next little while. Yeah, they might be looked into, but let's hope it doesn't get to that point. Let's really hope it doesn't get to that point. Yeah, let's. <laughs> the whole thing is kind of bizarre to me. I mean, why are we having this conversation? Uh, some new polling numbers came out. The prime minister's doing pretty well. Uh, they're taking a big victory lap on the fact that his approval rating is up to 54%. Okay. I don't know why they're taking a victory lap on that. 54 seems a little low considering what we're going through right now. I mean, it's higher than Trump's got in America, but 54%? Almost half of the country disagrees with what's going on right now? That seems kind of low to me. I feel like a lot of those people, though, they're going to disagree no matter what no matter what action was taken and no matter if it was a liberal or a conservative, for example, that was... Uh, you know, leading. I think that there's still going to be people who say, ah, it's stupid and dumb. But if it was there, if it was a, a conservative who did it, oh, perfectly, perfectly. There's always those cloudy, judgmental type people. I think that he's doing a good job. There are a couple questions I'd still like answered, to be quite honest with you. But, uh, but otherwise, I mean, I think both leaders um, for Ontario, Doug Ford's doing a fabulous job. And I think for the most part, Justin's doing a pretty good job too. Yeah, for the most part. Um, it's kind of funny, actually. You're absolutely right. It is political. They are breaking it down by party, and it's something like 97% of liberals approve of Trudeau. That's what helped him get to 54. 75% of New Democrats give Trudeau uh, a good approval rating. However, like virtually none of the conservatives or the bloc gave him the top marks. So... Uh, we're a pretty divided country right now, everybody, and it's weird because we're all fairly united in that we're we're doing fuck all. I mean, we're just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here every day wondering, huh, do I really need to go to Walmart? If I order something at PetSmart now, will I be able to pick it up by five or is this going to be like a week from now kind of deal? I don't know. It, it's just it's amazing what takes over priority right now. But uh, here we are in the midst of the pandemic and... It looks like they're going to start loosening restrictions soon. Down in America, they're reopening on, it's, it's either Friday or Monday. And it's really bizarre to me the things they're reopening first. Right. They announced they're going to reopen the tattoo parlors and massage parlors. Oh. I don't know how you give a massage from six feet away, but that seems kind of messed up to me. Am I wrong? 
No, you're not wrong at all. I'd imagine that they have to have an amount of people who are okay with doing that. The massage therapists, first and foremost, because they're the ones that are going to be touching on everybody's body. And uh, you have to be okay. What part of a body is safe to touch right now, by the way? Because I wouldn't want to touch anybody's (laughs) anything. I wouldn't want to touch your coat. To do a massage, a good massage, you do have to be very close to somebody. And you're using all kinds of different parts of your body to massage the people. Uh, mainly your hands and depending what parlor you go to, other places. Maybe your elbows. <laughs> do you think my dick's got coronavirus? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Those kind of parlors. We all know. I do find that interesting, though, Scott. I, I, I do question that. That's I took it. my penis's temperature. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt, but it's good. I just held that little gun up to it, and it says it's warm, but it's not hot. (laughs) That'll be the new thing when you go for a massage, for an erotic massage. They're going to take your dick's temperature. There you go. No fever? You're good. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I I don't don't know why they would do that either. I'm questioning that too. Why? Why? It's a real strange time. Uh, oh, everybody, as a service to you from the After 9 podcast, Cat solved the Costco problem. You should go in the afternoon. Uh, people are pissy about the fact that I said that this morning because they have found the same thing as me. And I had this theory because I leave the, the station. We are right across from a Costco. I can literally see the carts at the Costco from where I'm sitting right now talking to you. So... I usually drive by there after the show, and it's a gong show. Like, I mean, the lineup was so long. I mean, at most Costco's right now, especially first thing in the morning. So I've been saying, fuck this for weeks. Like, I'm not doing it, even though I'm paying for this damn membership, and I'd like to. I go to Costco on a monthly basis, usually, and I just haven't been doing it the last couple of months. So yesterday, it was getting close to that time of prepping dinner, and I had a moment, and I thought, I bet you the lines are good right now. I bet you it's not too bad. And because it was kind of a shitty weather day, that was kind of the icing on top. I thought, I'm going to do it. So I went. 3.15, 3.30. No problem getting in. No, no line. You just walked right in. Walked right in and did my shopping. And I was in and out, Scott, within a half hour. Like, it was incredible. It was That's great. like the unicorn of pandemic shopping. Yeah, it was amazing. And they had a shit ton of toilet paper. So it was a win, win, win. And uh, you know what they're doing that I love. And here's a special note to you. If you run uh, an essential business right now and you might sell supplies that people are really dying for, and I'm talking about the toilet papers and maybe the paper towels and the sanitizers and cleaning products and whatnot, put a sign outside the front door of your store so that you can avoid too many people being in there who maybe don't need to be in there because the only reason they're in there is because they want those products. Costco, put a big giant whiteboard out right by the front door that says we have in stock toilet paper, uh, paper towel, whatever it was. We do not have uh, disinfecting wipes and disinfecting sprays. So that way you know before you go in there, thank you, Costco, I'm going to turn my ass around and go home because that's the reason I'm here. That's the kind of shit that makes people snap right now. Mm -hmm. When you go and wait in line at Walmart or whatever or Costco because I really need some some toilet paper and I need some ketchup and I'm out of KD. And then you get in there and they don't have any KD or any ketchup and you just want to like blow the place up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, people are fucking angry right but now. It was great. And I, I found that they also had everything um, that, that anybody needs in there. It was anyway, it was very well done. So kudos to them. Cause, and also they, so I screwed up. I screwed up though. When I went to, 
check out, I put my Costco card, as I usually do, I kind of put it on top of like something that's going to be on the conveyor belt. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So yeah. that they see that first and they take it. Well, they're not allowed to touch your card right now. And so I wasn't thinking. Your so Jeremy I, Gross card. Uh, th- I, understandably, right? They don't want to touch that shit. So I put it on top of a big box in the cart. They don't want you to touch anything inside the cart. So you roll the cart to one of the people there who takes it, puts your items on the belt. So I put my Costco card on one of those items. The lady didn't see it put the item on the cart, my card went flying, and then she stepped back as if it was a fucking bomb. And she was like, ah, you can't do that. I was like, what? Oh, I'm sorry, out of habit, I put my Costco card on top of a big item so that you can use it. And she said, no, pick it up. So I had to pick it up off the floor, wait on the X, which was like on the floor, they they put a masking tape X. She's like, wait on the X and take your card with you. Wait on the X. So, so, yeah, so I Aside from that, it was smooth. But I wish I could have been there to see you playing hot potato with a Costco card. <laughs> I done fucked up though. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm allowed back, but Oh, that's great. I want to talk about shooting things. Uh it's garbage day in my neighborhood, cat. And one of the residual effects of the pandemic is the animals are much more bold. There is far fewer cars on the road, so uh, they've got a little more power. And granted, it's their planet too, but why do they have to go for my garbage and my green (laughs) bin every time? It's like they know. I put up my garbage bin this morning, or sorry, my green bin this morning. I put it out before I started doing my prep for our terrestrial radio show on 91.5 The Beat. Came upstairs, got all my prep done. I connected to the radio station, looked out, and there was a raccoon on top of the green bin. And I thought, I could pick him off from here. Even if I just fire a little warning shot, just so he gets the message that, hey, you can go anywhere you want except for that green bin. You leave it alone. Can he get in? They can't get into the green bins you guys have, They're so smart. You know, I don't know why we don't rely more on the raccoons of the world, because they seem pretty freaking brilliant. Uh, they have figured out how to get in there and it doesn't matter what I do. If I put like a brick on top of it, like when I leave it out at the side of the house, when it's not garbage day, they can get the brick off. They're apparently very strong compared to their body size. They can uh, unlock the things in Toronto. They had those neat little green bins that are apparently raccoon proof. They figured out how to open them like short of putting a combination lock on it or putting a fucking key on it. I don't understand how to keep them out of there. And if they want to eat the garbage, fine. But fuck off and clean up after yourselves. All I want you to do is, for whatever reason, if you guys are attracted to coffee grinds, go ahead. There's a ton of them in there. I make a pot of coffee every day. But put the filter back in the green bin. You, you. It's like you guys are like 50% trained, but not all the way trained. You know? We just need to make it a little bit better. I think that that might be the best. You know what? I've heard a lot of things about raccoons, especially where you are in Milton. And that might be one of the best uh, possible solutions I've heard yet is, you know what? They're already kind of smart. Let's just make them a little bit smarter and at least let them clean up after themselves and then we're good. Or let me start shooting. You know, I'll use a pellet gun or something like that, and I won't actually hit it. I'm a very, very good shot. I can just trim a little hair off the top and warn him. Like, hey, fucker, don't you come back here. (laughs) My uncle, whom you know. So he Are you talking about Scarf? Yes, I'm talking about Scarf. (laughs) Scarfone fucking hates raccoons. And he had a massive raccoon problem. Three years ago, where it tore through the roof of their home. It got in somehow, um, and it was like, it was terrible. And there were roof, raccoons all over the roof. 
So finally, he caved and spent a shit ton of money on a, a service that comes to your house and fixes all of these possible nooks, crannies, and makes sure they guarantee, it's a three-year guarantee, that raccoons will not enter your home or get on your property. Like, that's how hardcore this is. I'm sure he paid a lot. I didn't ask how much it is. If you want the info, you know where to go. But the three years is up as of this oh. spring. And Uh-oh. I don't know how that works. If it's like, hey, the three-year guarantee, because we can't guarantee after that. And then all of a sudden, the raccoons, like, get an alert. Like, beep, beep. Oh, the three-year guarantee's up. <laughs> Let's fucking go. We know where he lives. Let's go. <laughs> like, how does that work? How does that work? <laughs> Honestly, cat, I used to hate them, and I thought, ah, they're just little, they're just like a big rat or something like that with a mask on, or they're perfectly designed for crime because they're always wearing a mask. No, they're smart. You know, I used to think they were dumb and just wanted to eat garbage. They're fucking smart. Yeah, they they're... probably would do something like that. They probably have a union. They're organized. All sorts of shit. <laughs> the union gets the alert. This yeah. guarantees up. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Who's keeping the calendar for the raccoons? I don't know, but there probably is one. There probably is. Uh, you posted a great video this morning at scottandcat.ca of the legendary Stanley Tucci. I fucking love Stanley Tucci, okay? Like, Stanley Tucci is an absolute American treasure. He is not only, like, one of the best actors of a generation, in my opinion, but he also seems like just a cool dude. Like, I would love to chill with Stanley Tucci. I really would. And he has decided to share with us his recipe for one of his choice isolation cocktails. Now, you've had one of these before. A Negroni? A Negroni. A Negroni. Yep. But I have not. Is it good? Oh, it's delicious. Absolutely okay. delicious. Actually, you know what? I think the last time I had one, I was at uh, Boston Pizza. They were doing some sort of a promotion, and they asked us to come by and try their Negroni. And if we liked it, mention it on our Instagrams and hmm. stuff, because we have a lot of followers, and we do that sometimes. There's a lot of alcohol in this, by the way. It's four fucking ounces. Did you see the recipe? Yeah. <laughs> no wonder he's that cool. I'd be cool, too, if I had four ounces of booze in me at all times. <laughs> no fucking way. This is, <laughs> this is crazy. Do you want me to go over the recipe real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so handful of ice. Make sure that the hand you're using is yours and you only put it in your glass if you're making it for someone else. Scoop the ice. Don't be a dick during a pandemic. Uh, two shots of gin. Two shots. Or you can use vodka if you like. One shot of sweet vermouth. One shot of Campari in a shaker. Strain the contents into a glass. Serve on the rocks if you prefer. Take an orange slice. Squeeze a bit of the juice into the drink. Drop the whole piece of fruit into the mixture. Voila. Voila. That's a lot of alcohol. It's all alcohol. That's like my martini. This guy mixed it. This guy's brilliant, right? Tucci's the best. He, he's got four ounces of booze going, and he squeezed a little bit of orange in it. <laughs> that's like that meme that's going around about how you properly make a mimosa. You fill up the glass almost to the brim with champagne, and then you use an eyedropper to add a little bit of OJ. <laughs> I know, right? Like, shit. This is why he's the best. I love what one of the comments, and by the way, there's no shortage of celebrities that were commenting on It's on Instagram if you want to see it, and it's gottencat.ca like Scott said. Uh, but a lot of the celebrities that have been commenting on it are just great. Like Josh Gad's like, this is why you are a national treasure. Chris Evans let the world know he really is the real deal. He said he used to make martinis on set all the time in his trailer when people were off camera. Um, and someone else said the Negroni shall henceforth be known as the Corin Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 
That's fantastic. Uh, we didn't do a podcast yesterday, but I do want to play something for you here real quick because this makes me laugh so much and I feel bad for her at the exact same time. The RCMP in Nova Scotia was doing a news conference on the weekend mass shooting and a uh, reporter had to connect via phone and do a hit there uh, or ask a question there. So Moira Warburton is with Reuters. Great reporter. And she couldn't hear. And then they couldn't hear her. And people are all in all very frustrated right now with the technology because we've all had issues with our, our Skypes or our Zooms or our WebExes or whatever platform it is you use. So Moira's connected on the line with the RCMP answering a question or asking a question at a very serious time about a very serious story. She didn't know she was on. She thought she'd been disconnected or they couldn't hear her. And she dropped an F-bomb. Listen to this. Maura Warburton from Reuters. Hi. Um, sorry about that. Uh, can you hear me again? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. We'll just... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> We're going to move on. Yeah, you better. <laughs> You poor thing. I feel so bad for her. They were carrying that news conference live on CPAC and CBC and all over the place. And that went live. And it's not her fault. But shit, is that ever funny? Yeah, that's good. Well, how many people have been on a, a call with work or a video chat or something like that and dropped an F-bomb or something like that? Because it doesn't actually feel like you're at work. Right. You're just in front of your computer. You probably drop a dozen F-bombs a day in front of your computer. Yeah. It's just normally the entire company, and in this case, the entire country, isn't watching. <laughs> Moira, if you are listening to this podcast, and it's very possible she is. I feel for you. Uh, down in the States, the Olive Garden is doing something to try and make up for the fact that prom was canceled. First off, uh, where did you go for your prom dinner? Because usually you go to prom and then there's a dinner as well. Yeah. Sometimes with friends. Sometimes it's organized. Yeah, we had. I, I don't even know if it was if we organized it or if the school organized it, but we went to Golf Steakhouse. Lovely dinner there. And then a uh, great place in Kitchener, by the way. If you're ever in Kitchener looking for a good steak, Golf's is fantastic. So then we went to the police hall in Cambridge. Just uh, it, I don't think it's actually in Cambridge. Just the, on the outskirts, whatever. Roseville. We went to the police hall for the dance and whatnot. It's in Roseville. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. I went to uh, the Charcoal Steakhouse. Great steakhouse in Kitchener. Very, very expensive, but definitely worth it if you're looking for fine dining in Waterloo Region. I guess in the States, it's a thing that people go to the Olive Garden before prom. I don't know. If I'm heading to prom, I think the last thing I want is the tour of Italy with chicken parm and lasagna and penne and everything else all on one plate in my belly before I start dancing for three hours. Well, you know, 17-year-olds and 16-year-olds or whoever goes, they don't usually have those kind of cares or worries. Well, wait till you get a little bit older because you're going to hate that. Right? <laughs> Oh, I just ate a piece of lasagna. Let's go dancing. The fuck? No. <laughs> How about we go home? I unbutton the top button on my pants and we lay on the couch for a few hours. <laughs> exactly. So Olive Garden is realizing that people are disappointed that prom has been canceled. So now they're offering a service where you can DM them or send them a picture of yourself dressed up in your prom outfit and they'll Photoshop it as if you're at the Olive Garden. Uh, for bragging what kind of bragging rights would that that be that's terrible who the fuck wants that 
Who wants to say, oh yeah, 2020, I was part of the graduating class that didn't get a prom because of the pandemic. But the Olive Garden photoshopped me into a photo, so I've got that memory. First off, it's not a memory, it's photoshopped. (laughs) Second off, who wants to brag about that? It's a memory of how fucking lame you are. (laughs) Basically, right? Hey, look how much of a loser I am, kids. Back in 2020. (laughs) They want you to... uh, uh, like hold out your hand for the picture so they can Photoshop you with a prom breadstick bouquet right. in your hands right. for your date. Well, well it, it, there's a great way to ensure you don't get laid on prom <laughs> night. Give her a big fucking b- bouquet of breadsticks. Well, you know, you know exactly what's happening here. I know you do. We're all aware of how hard this has hit a lot of businesses, restaurants, most definitely. I'm a chain like Olive Garden. We'll survive this. But no doubt about it, they've got their marketing team, right? Strategizing on ways they can get the word out there without spending any money or too much money. What Probably can we do? Probably a big WebEx meeting. All the brains around the table, company-wide. And one of them was like, well, we could just like Photoshop some photos and tell people, like make people feel like they were at Olive Garden. And then the rest of the room clearly went, what a great fucking idea, Ed. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> It was either that, that's a good theory. It was either that or it was what you and I do at the end of a long meeting. You just agree with anything, no matter how stupid an idea it is, just to get the meeting over with. Oh yeah, brilliant idea. Let's wrap her up, everybody. We're done. Scott, you have you have an exact thing that you do when you toward the end of a meeting where you'll jingle your keys a little bit. Cause I know you so well. We've been in so many meetings together. You'll just do the jingle key and you'll do that. You'll nod your head. Great idea. Let's get to it. You know what? Let's email each other about the details. <laughs> Let's email each other. And meantime, you hear this. Yep. Okay. So nothing says I got to get the fuck out of here more than j- someone jingling their keys. All right. So let's email each other the details. Good, good, good. All right. Great. See you later. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm all for going to meetings as long as it needs to be a meeting. And as long as the meeting is still productive, eventually they reach their natural climax right. and fuck it. I want to go. Right. I don't want to sit around and discuss it again. <laughs> and if go- you're just going to throw out <laughs> shitty ideas towards the end of the natural conclusion of a meeting, fuck that. And Where's they, my keys? They just go round in circles toward the end. We've been in those meetings so many times where they say uh. the same thing over and over again. So then we could do this. Good idea. So then, then we'll do that though. Yeah. And then we'll do that. But that's a good idea. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, we've already fucking agreed five times. Let's do that. Let's go. At the end of a conference call, which we're doing a lot of lately, I've had enough. I figure you probably get my undivided attention for about 10 to 15 minutes. You get my semi-attention up to about 20 minutes. And then if we're 25 minutes into a phone meeting, it's a lot of, yep. Okay. All right. right. Yeah. Good. A lot of those one-word acknowledgments. And if you start hearing those... Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. That means it's time to go. (laughs) For the fifth time. All right, then. Okay. If if you want me at my best, you've got to throw out the best in the first 15 minutes of a phone call or a meeting. Otherwise, I'm checking out. No more. I hear you. I hear you, bud. (laughs) All right, listen, we're going to bounce. We have another podcast coming out later on this week at some point. And, oh, should we do the stay safe? The way everything ends these days. Don't touch each other unless you've cleaned your hands and stay far away from people and stuff. Thank you. I'm glad you specified because there's a whole lot of things that are ending now, whether it's web chats or even emails with 
Stay safe. No, oh, okay, thanks. I didn't think to, th to stay safe. Yeah, give some actual suggestions on how to stay safe. Like, don't breathe on anybody. Wear a mask. That sort of shit. <laughs> stay safe. Oh, fuck, that hadn't occurred to me. All right, I will stay safe. Thank you. I was just about to go stand in the middle of the highway. So you're telling me I shouldn't? <laughs> oh, safe. Oh, shit. Okay, all right, I misunderstood. All right, great. I will stay safe. Uh, have a good one, everybody. We'll catch you again soon.